Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of my newest book in the trilogy, A New Life Awaits, which shares stories and messages from spirit to show us that our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal issues, but a disconnect from our true being or soul wisdom. In today's episode, Julia, Julia Keyes and her co-author Jacqueline Coles, who's not with us today, authors of The Manscript, will share how finding out about her famous husband having an affair with a friend of her daughter's, while devastating, was a way for her to identify her own inner strength and find a way to master her emotions. Often personal growth comes from difficult challenges. Hello, Julianne. Thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Oh, hi, Cheryl. I'm really pleased to do that. Thanks so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Julia, as listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my very esteemed guests and I share intimate stories and insights into the dual nature of our spiritual and physical lives in the attempt to self-navigate the many difficulties people face in family, parental, and spousal relationships. Uh, For we learn relationships are the way we learn to understand our emotions and reactions to all events both in our energetic spiritual life and our physical life. And it's really a journey of the soul to remember the infinite potential we all have to thrive and evolve in a world that offers many challenging experiences. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Julia Keyes will share the aftermath of her husband Richard Keyes' affair, which was even harder for for her and the family as he was a celebrity and it was in the tabloids. The ordeal at the beginning tore Julia and her family apart. And Julia and her friend Jacqueline, both nurses and counselors, created the book The Manuscript, which outlines what men say and do, and women also, when they are cheating so that women or men can identify it. We will learn essential information on dealing with emotions to make the best decisions for the future after this challenging experience. Julia, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, an event, or a value that may have signaled to them or others the lifestyle they might embrace as an adult and the values that would be most meaningful to them that they would like to shine into the world and share with others. So think back. Yeah, I, why well, I think back to my childhood, probably one of the best memories I have actually is playing the piano with my father, um, sitting next to him. And he he was in the army. He played in a band in the army and he couldn't read music, so he played by ear. And that's how I learned to play. I just sat next to him when I was about four years of age and watched him and copied him and... I mean, that that experience is, has been with me for the rest of my life. And I think that's a really special experience for me. 
it's was it that way because you loved him or he found time to be with you or you were amazed that he was able to play without reading music or all those think, things <laughs> yeah i think well i think at a very young age i probably didn't realize just how well he did play um and and not by music but i think it was the fact that he was quite an insular man and quite detached, really, as I would say, emotionally. But when I would sit next to him and play the piano, then we had that sort of special connection. Um, so even though I might have not been able to process that um, in my mind at the time, being only four years of age, I'm absolutely positive that I felt it. And so when yes. we played together, yeah. yeah. Because the human soul yearns for that energetic connection of love and intimate uh, beauty and the music and your father being with you and his ability to share that was extraordinary for your soul and your soul knew it I, I also had a, a grandmother who played the piano that way and I was amazed when I listened to her that she didn't read music and my father was a first violinist in college and so I grew up with that uh, respect and love uh, for the beauty of music and people sharing their gifts yeah. e any way they yeah. had their gifts. I, of course, I didn't know that these were spiritual gifts at the time coming from within. I, I, I just thought it was wonderful uh, to observe as you did. Yeah. So let's go on yeah. to, can you tell us why... You wrote this book and how infidelity affected you. Yeah, sure. Well, I have been um, a counsellor for 20 years and my friend Jackie, Jacqueline Coles, who co-authored the book, um, she remained um, a nurse and collectively we often came across people, understandably, who were both not in physical need and emotional need as well. And one of the most unfortunate um, things that I would sit with somebody and experience is the fallout of them realizing that their partner had actually been cheating on them and having, having an affair. And I just felt that maybe it would be helpful if, if someone found out or was expecting just some of the things that they might have a heads up on and realize, hang on a second, just exactly what is going on here because I'm noticing something's different. And so with that in mind, Jackie and I decided we would write the book, The Manuscript, and give people ideas of what might be going on in their relationship um, as really sort of pointers to a change in behavior, a change in the communication, something that's different, maybe somebody's been a little bit more aloof than they might be. Um, there was just, just, the, the, just the things that might change, that might alert them, or that gut feeling that something is changing here and that it's giving them not a good feeling. And that was really the reason to write the book and to help people to understand what might be going on, but more importantly, to survive it. Yes, not only to survive it, but to thrive after it and exactly. find your way to uh, personal development and finding greater love within yourself so you could go on to have other relationships. Nothing should ever break us. 
no one should ever be able to take our personal power away because we're here to learn and to discover what makes us sing with joy and if we don't allow people to to take that away we can go through any experience now the manuscript is also designed i believe to teach people how how to have the confidence to talk about how they feel in the hopes of um facilitating a resolution to the conflict and know that they're not on their own they there are others having these feelings and to feel stronger again when you are at your most vulnerable and to gain the tools to stay focused on what is real not what you might perceive to be happening but what is real and knowing that many people men and women in this situation the man script or the woman script that they tell themselves mm-hmm. are pretty much the same for all of them because it, no one's that different and at every stage of betrayal as you said communication is the key to either saving your relationship or to to leaving it so let's go on to um do you suspect your partner is having an affair but don't know what to do about it? Did you suspect yeah. your husband was having an affair and didn't know what to do about it? Is this what happens to many people? Oh, I think it does, Cheryl. I mean, in my case, the irony was was that I was already writing the book. It wasn't something that I wrote after I found out about about Richard. It was something that we were already writing, and I, and within a couple of hours. That's um, amazing! It's like I know it it's is. like I know. it's it's like you had a precognition <laughs> that exactly. something was. I, I mean, yeah, interesting. It is interesting. I mean, in some ways, you know, you couldn't write it, could you? <laughs> Actually, in the fact that this was this is what actually happened so I mean I probably as a person and then obviously the profession that I do I'm quite tuned in to uh, you know the way people are the way they feel you just have that intuitive sense about you and so um I just I just had a gut feeling I remember actually um because Richard now works in Cato and I remember we were sitting outside one night and he he just looked at he looked at me and he mouthed to me i love you and i thought just something really hit me as if to say hmm that's what's going on here because i just felt it's not that he didn't say that to me he did often but there was something about it that i just felt was different and it alerted me to be honest and then the other nights there'd be where he was very protective over his mobile phone. And so, you know, I truly believe in saying how you feel and being honest about that. So I remember asking him, I think, you know, who was that? You know, I'm an intuitive. And when you just said that, what he meant. Yeah. I think, I think there was great sadness within him because a part of yeah. him knew he was hurting you even before uh, you found out or discussed it. And I think most people uh, in this situation, I'm going to say, are conflicted. Uh, conflicted yes. because they know in one sense it's going to change their life and other people's lives. 
uh, but they weren't able for some reason not to make the choice. So throughout the book, you're very clear that it's a person's choice to have an affair, and that applies to both men and women. And, um, yeah, yeah and without communication, there's no opportunity to, to make it right. But we can go yeah. on to because sometimes people are able to save their relationship. You discuss the reconciliation script, which is one of the scripts that people talk about or stories that people tell themselves uh, that can change the situation. And the reconciliation script um, can actually help you recommit uh, if there's any chance of trusting again to save a relationship. Yeah. So tell us about that one, because okay. mostly people don't talk about that one. They just talk about all <laughs> the things that went wrong, but sometimes people are able to, to manage to salvage their relationship and make it better or different, maybe yeah. not better, but different. Yeah. So tell us yeah. about That's that. That's so true, Cheryl. Yeah, I know it's so true that you you can come out the other side and your relationship can be stronger. Um, I think the biggest hurdle always is the trust element. But in terms of what we put in the book with regards to the reconciliation script, it really is about um, the determination and the, and the desire to want to make it work. And if you're both coming from that point, then doing the right things will help you a lot to achieve that. And the first thing, the most important thing, is that the affair partner has to be, has to go 100%. There can be no more communication. It's over, and it's over for good. Right. Um, and that is it, that has to happen. That really does have to happen. Um, otherwise, there just is no starting point. And I think sometimes what what causes um, maybe difficulty in a reconciliation is that the person who, who's trying to reconcile doesn't want to constantly be questioned all the time but if they understand that is part of the healing process mm-hmm. then maybe they can accept it more easily um, because in a way you know you almost have to say well hey look you did this and these are the consequences if you can't actually deal with the consequences, then you've got to be honest to yourself and say that. Yeah, you know, how, I've known how are you going to earn forgiveness if you can't, uh, you know, talk openly and answer the questions and have patience? Because rebuilding trust often takes a long time. But I want to yeah. go on to how does uh, how do you help readers navigate? the tumult that an affair causes and how do they emerge stronger and happier because many people do many yeah. people do they, they do they do and and I think that comes from you know the desperate hurt that you feel initially and you, hold, you feel like your whole world has fallen apart and it takes time to get through that pain and to readjust but if you really start to focus on yourself, because when you're in a partnership, and also if you've got children, you know, often it's the case that you're always thinking about others, and yourself gets a little bit lost and a little bit left behind. Mm-hmm. But if ever there was a, a time and an opportunity 
to think about yourself and what matters to you, what really matters to you and what you really feel, it's when you find out your partner's having an affair because they haven't been thinking about you. You haven't been the person that has actually mattered to them. Somebody else has. And as much as that's hard to accept, the day you accept it is a day that you think, do you know what? I'm worth more than this. I deserve to matter, and I deserve to matter to myself. And you start to think differently. And one of the things that I always um, recommend for people to do is to get a piece of paper and to actually write down who they really are, what really matters to them. You know, where is the disconnection being within themselves, and how can they actually connect again? And it's about self-care. It's about saying, you know what? I really need to look after myself today. What do I need? And that's not something we often ask ourselves. We're very good at asking what somebody else does, but not necessarily what we need. Yes. And that has to be the focus. Absolutely. We don't want feelings of shame, which can lead to poor mental and physical health and panic attacks and loss of confidence. Even post-traumatic stress disorder and addiction. We don't yes. want women or men, if they've been the wounded one, taking on the blame for the partner's actions. Many yes. women do follow a self-blame script. And look, yes. look, we all are born with an inner voice, an inner intuition, soul wisdom that ha- is our personal power. And we create from it the lives we want. And what you just said about writing down what's most important comes from that place. And we don't want to give away our personal power to anyone in the outside world who has done the wrong thing. We haven't done the wrong thing. And we don't have to feel this shame. And unfortunately, too many people want to blame themselves. Maybe they want to save the marriage. Maybe there are financial concerns. Maybe they don't want to hurt the children. There might be lots of concerns. And they give away a part of their own soul to do this. But we have to be honest. And they have to be honest with their partner. And... um And I think that's the value of your book, that it teaches ways to understand what happens and ways to take personal control. There is really no control in the world. Events happen all the time. But we do have a way to make choices and to control our decisions and how we perceive our well-being to be in these choices. So... Tell us some of the scripts men use. You give us his own script, his other woman's script, and his other people's script. And they really show us the thinking that's going on in a person's mind to justify what has happened. They really just want to justify their own actions, basically. Yeah, they do. They do. It's exactly all those three scripts are about justifying their own actions and basically saying, you know, I've got, I had a good reason to do this. You're right. And, and, you, and you were that reason or you weren't doing something. But they will say things, you know, his script will be, well, you know, you weren't there for me. Um, I needed this and you weren't giving it to me. Or if you are suspicious, one of the worst things that happens and causes a lot of trouble is... 
when you do ask questions and you do think there might be something wrong and all you get is, well, you're just going mad. It's all in your head. I never did that. Yeah, it sounds like... It's a denial script. You know, you know who would do something like that, turn it around to make the other person feel the blame? That would be a person with narcissistic personality disorder. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. that's an illness, you know, and they, they're very good at manipulating what they want yes. and making the other person. So we have to be careful who we're dealing with and the problems that uh, the other person might have. And in his other woman script, uh, what he tells you is, oh, yes. uh, you don't understand me, we live separate lives, we haven't had sex, I don't love her anymore. Oh, that's what he tells the other woman it's to yeah. get, get involved yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah. There's no romantic connection. We're more like brother and yeah. sister, and we are only together for the children. You know, some of that might be true. Some, None of it might be true, but, but they have to justify a rationale uh, for why yeah. they're doing what they're doing. You know, as an energy healer and an, an intuitive medium, I have many women who have come to me who have wanted to divorce their spouses once in a while a man but mostly it's the women and I have to say to them you know unless you develop yourself and correct whatever is hurting within yourself you're just going to find another person the same with the same problems and go through the same scenario so really if you work on yourself you can make any connection and any relationship really work. And many of these yeah. women, I have stopped them in a way from divorcing and hurting themselves further because really they needed to work on their own um, fears and traumas mm. and to find greater love within themselves. And then their relationships got better. So I want people out there to know we just can't discard someone and, you know, call it a day. Because we've had commitments. We married for a reason. And we want to find the best way to deal with love, with whatever decision we ultimately make. Yes. And I, and I think what you said there, Cheryl, about making any decision with love is sometimes very hard when, when actually you feel unloved because you've been cheated on, because your partner has decided to make somebody else the focus of their life in whatever time scale that is. So there is that part of you that feels that you are not loved, but then it comes down to exactly what you've said, which is about self-love. And that's something we don't do very, we just don't do very easily. Right. You know, I was thinking about, I was thinking back to what you said before about why do some people take on the blame for others? You know, why do they take on that responsibility? What is it within them that feels that they're not worthy of loving themselves or actually being loved in the right way? But they will, will take this almost, I hesitate to say the name, the word victim actually, because I think that brings about such negative connotations, but it really is about finding yourself being strong in your well, identity. You know, many, you know? many, many women, girls, as girls, were taught to please everyone else, but not please mm. themselves. Now, you told a story in the book 
that I found very interesting. It was about Mandy, a 57-year-old counselor with three grown-up children who found out that her husband of 30 years was writing long love poems every day to the woman he was having an affair with. And, and, And you know what I found true from that story? You see, the human soul yearns for love on so many levels and perhaps one marriage perhaps one journey with one person is not really enough and I I begin to think that maybe affairs are even programmed into some people's genetic or environmental code maybe they had parents who, who had affairs and they it's within them to do the same thing or maybe environmentally mm-hmm. they see so many people experiencing this and think it's okay so I I, 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 I want to say that I don't want to judge it I'm, I, I don't want to judge it I want to just know that it's human to make choices that do hurt ourselves and others but we can we can grow beyond them and beyond the yeah. negative emotions, right? Yes, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, I think, I, I do agree with that, show. We can, if if we know how to. And I think that's one of the hardest things, to know how to. You know, it, some people maybe may find that more easier than others. I think sometimes what you've experienced in life comes into it. You know what how, what type of a person you are, the characteristic traits that you have, how you feel about yourself. Well, I think I mean, one of the things. Yeah, I think your book shows you how to do this. And Julie, I think you want to uh, people to know not to blame themselves for the betrayal. And you write, of course, he will do everything he can to create self doubt. Do not allow your instinct to be challenged. Otherwise, you are on the road to not trusting yourself, something that can mm-hmm. come so easily with betrayal. betrayal. Often, it yes. can be the tone of his voice or subtle changes in the person you thought you knew so well. Something starts to niggle you. It can be very basic, like finding a receipt for flowers or jewelry you never received or an increase in sudden or frequent late-night texts. They are the obvious sign, but some men are better than others at deceit. Despite this, even the most deceptive men make a mistake in the end. So I want to mm-hmm. thank you, Julia Keys, and your co-author, Jacqueline Coles, authors of the manuscript, for helping both men and women understand the reasons and implications that an affair has on the personal power, emotional well-being of all the people involved and the changes that must result from this loss of trust and often a deep betrayal. In order to understand how it happens and how many similarities there are in all affairs, even though the people are different, many of the circumstances are not, read this book and find ways to thrive and love after any hurtful experience, not only affairs, other hurtful experiences also. So go to Jules and Jackie.com. In some yeah, Jackie, it's the way she spelled it, Cheryl. It's J A C Q U I. Yeah, Jules and Jackie.com. 
Okay, great. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discussed how to understand the factors leading up to an affair, an experience that people have, and the often legal consequences of that event, as well as to find essential information to deal with our emotions, understand the various manuscripts that are used to explore how and why it all happened, and to learn to let go. That's a word we didn't use before. To let go of the anger, sadness, and loss so no one can move on to a new chapter in self-fulfillment and find a way to trust oneself, love oneself, and the possibilities of love in the future. Nothing we learn just happens randomly. There are fears and traumas within one psyche. And infidelity, like any other choice, comes from within a story that never resolved itself from a past wound or betrayal that we may have witnessed as a child. Some even think that if there was infidelity in family members, there might be a genetic or environmental predisposition to that happening, or in society or friends and family that deem it desirable to participate in having affairs and even thinking it's acceptable. There are many unresolved emotions and complications in relationships that might make people doubt themselves or other. And often modern-day society has encouraged immediate gratification and exploration of all possibilities for physical comfort and delight. So love is a very complicated emotion. And often when people do make a poor choice, they are not thinking of long-term complications. Julia Julia wrote, If you start questioning him, he may become angry, accusing you of not trusting him. When faced with this, we often doubt our own instincts and begin to question ourselves. Remember, attacking you is his best line of of his defense. The most important thing is to keep yourself safe. By this we mean if you feel at all scared or threatened by your partner's behavior, you must remove yourself from the situation immediately and call on someone to support you. His anger is with himself. And there are instances when women have been attacked by men to deflect from their own guilt. Julia, yes, Julia, Jacqueline, and I would have you know that even after the drama and calamity, the sadness and anger, and the possible breakup of the marriage, most people go on to understand why it happened and move past that blame that we talked about and anger to find a deeper self-love that allows for necessary acceptance and change without shame, regret, and continued bitterness, which can limit the ability of the soul to heal. And I think that's really where the triumph of the soul is. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you all to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to authors in the metaphysical, science, spiritual, educational, medical, psychology, and the arts and music fields as they seek to understand the human and divine condition and learn greater compassion for self and others. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7.com. Radio.com. Thank you.